Hey there, fabulous teacher. Have you been wondering how to make writing time in your classroom more effective for your students? Do you want your students to love writing time? If so, I think it's time for you and I to start transforming your writing instruction. I'm Melissa Morrison, and I have a passion for helping teachers to feel confident in teaching writing and help them grow successful writers. I've worked with numerous teachers to guide them through this transformation, and in this podcast, I bring you the practical strategies you need to make writing the best time of your day. Let's get going. Hey there, fabulous writing teacher. How are you today? Thanks for joining me. Um, So have you ever heard an aunt or a mom or grandma or grandfather or mother-in-law say to a parent, perhaps you as a parent, if you keep doing it for them, they're never going to do it for themselves. Maybe you've even said that to someone before. And sometimes just like, I know, right? And other times the parent says, well, I just know they have trouble with this right now. And so I just, I need to help them or it's just faster this way, right? Sometimes that's the issue and sometimes we need it to be faster, right? And we understand that, but you know, it is true when we keep doing it for them or we expect that they're not going to be able to do something, we are not allowing them to learn how to do it on their own. And oftentimes we think that they're not going to be able to do something or they won't be able to do something well enough or they're going to have trouble or struggle with it or what have you. Um, and we're wrong. That's, that's definitely happened with me and my own children where I think they're not going to be able to do something and they can. Maybe it was with my first child when she was starting to walk and I was worried that she was going to fall. And, you know, my husband would say, hey, just let just see what she's going to do. Right. Um, And part of it comes from the fear of them getting hurt or, you know, just, you know, we don't like to see him struggle. We don't like to see our kids struggle, but we do know that they need that, right? We, we have to stumble before we can run. Um, and there is research, research, sorry, that shows that the productive struggle is what's needed to really help make learning occur. But I know that in writing instruction, along with this need for control or want for control, and along with this feeling that we need to have all the answers, um, I see a lot of teachers, and I wonder if this might be you too, provide more help or structure or scaffolding to their writers than they really need. So today I want to talk about how you can stop expecting it or assuming what's going to happen and start finding out what's going to happen and start finding out or using the information that you gather about your students to make the decisions instead of using assumptions or, um, you know, previous classes to decide how you are going to move forward with writing with your students. 
Before I really jump into that, I just want to refer you back to episode five or episode and or episode 11 that talk more about getting to know your writers and taking data in order to help get to know your writers and inform instruction. And if you're already doing those things, you might not have so much of this issue, but it's always good to kind of think about it and reflect and, and see how you are doing with it. But when you have done something like an on-demand piece of writing, even, you know, and not only in the beginning of the year, but when you do a new genre, when you do an on-demand, you're already taking away part of your assumption. Once you look at them, you're able to say, oh, okay, this is where we are. So if you are already doing that, great. You have taken a huge step in order to be able to have this information and base your choices on that instead of on your assumptions or your expectations. Um, but if you're not doing that, that's the first thing you do want to do. So I would refer you back to those episodes five and 11 to have more information about how to use um, data and especially the on demands in order to know your writers so that you're not making these assumptions. Often, however, even if we have done an on-demand and we do feel like we have a good idea of where our writers are, when we go to make decisions and start planning our next steps, you know, and I know sometimes we don't have this unit created yet, right? We haven't, we don't have a lot of ideas for a plan or maybe we've kind of made one, but we're not secure in it. Um, and so we start to make these choices and we still kind of um, do make assumptions, unfortunately, about what we think is going to happen. And I think the first um, choice that teachers tend to make is the one that is going to more heavily support their writers. Um, so for example, um, a lot of times when teachers in the younger grades are about to have students write a story for the first time, and it could be a true story, it could be, you know, maybe they're just saying write a, write a fiction story. Um, one of the thing I noticed is that they think they need to give them paper that says beginning, middle, and end, or they have to have something that, you know, they make sure the students um, are writing a beginning, middle, and end. And I have a couple things with that. One, if you have not seen what the kids can do on their own, they're writers, you haven't done this on-demand kind of writing where they, you let them write independently, you have no idea how well they understand that concept. Um, even if you just want to hear them orally tell a story or retell a story, or if you haven't talked much about beginning, middle, and end, but even if you have in reading and you haven't had them try it in writing, you don't know what they know about it. And so you may be over helping them, or you may be even holding them back because they might have so much to say about their middle or they might really have a great idea about um, how to write an, um, an opening or a beginning because they've read so many stories and they love them so much. And when you go and give them this graphic organizer or you're kind of walking them step-by-step step through it, you might be stifling their creativity. So that's one thing that I always think about um, giving things like that. Now, I'm not saying that there's no place for them. I'm just kind of giving an example of something that I've seen. Um, I also have seen where teachers really want to keep the students together. Today, we're going to write our beginning. Today, we're going to write a middle. Tomorrow, you know, we're going to write our end. And I understand this because we're, I think sometimes we're worried that they're going to get off track and then how are we going to help them? But that also brings me back to worrying about the product instead of worrying about the progress and the writer and the process, I should say, the process. Because 
we're worried that their writing is going to get messed up. But that's not that's not what we want to worry about. We want to know what our writers are able to do. And so we want them to try to write these things on their own and independently and at the level where they are so that we can see what do they know about beginning, middle, and end. Um, or sometimes I see where I'll start an independent writing time for students and I let them write whatever they want because maybe we're not in a genre unit, we're just launching. And every single student in the class will have something to write about. Every single one has written something, has put something on their paper or drawing that, but they ha they came up with a top on their own. They had no hesitation to write. They had no problems, no crying, no nothing. And then when we start to talk about what's going to happen next, the teachers automatically say, so should we have some ideas for them in case they struggle with coming up with an idea? And I say, well, what makes you think that's going to happen? Did anyone struggle with an idea today? No. Okay, then let's wait and see if that happens, you know. Um, now, that doesn't mean you can't do some lessons in the beginning of a launching unit about how writers come up with ideas. That's certainly something you can do. But that doesn't mean you have to have a bank of ideas available for them because they might not need it. Don't expect it. Don't assume it. Find out, right? I've also seen this kind of situation in upper grades where say they're doing a literary essay or um, an argument essay or even a research research paper and the teacher is just assuming that they're going to have strug struggles with um, perhaps like the transitional phrases or the ways that they want to um, smoothly cite something or you know put their evidence in a sentence and and so they'll give them the sentence starters, you know, they'll give them the phraser, phrases that they can use and maybe just a few of them. And they're, they're, they're fine. You know, they're great. They can certainly be used. But if you haven't, you know, had a discussion with the students about it, or you haven't done an on demand, you don't know the kinds of things that the students might come up with. So sometimes it's even as simple as a discussion um, where well, or it could even be a practice debate that they do. Let's say they're doing that argumentative piece and you you hear the things that they're saying and you might hear the, the phrases that they're going to need and they might not even realize that they have them, right? So instead of assuming that they are, they're going to need that and expecting that they can't or they're not going to come up with it and then providing them with a few that they might use, see what they know, see what they can come up with. They might even surprise themselves. And then that way they are doing the work instead of us doing the work for them. So my homework for you is for you to think about things that you have done recently in writing instruction that have come out of an assumption or expectation that you have made or that you had about your writers that you didn't really know how it was going to turn out, or you didn't really have the data or, or um, information that you needed in order to decide, or you just did assume and didn't find out. And then I want you, the next time you go to make a choice or a decision or plan something out, I want you to say to yourself, am I assuming this or do I know? And give it a try. Just just see what happens. Find out. Let your writer show you what they can do. Ask them questions um, and it, turn it over to them. It takes the pressure off of you, but it also really gets your writers to be the ones who are doing the work, to the, be, be the ones who are discovering things. Um, and you're going to learn a, a lot from them as well. So 
give it a try. I'll see you next time. again. I am so happy to have had you listen in again today. I would like to ask a little favor. If you're enjoying the podcast, could you take a moment to go wherever it is that you listen and write a review and tell others what you find um, so great about these episodes? I would love to be able to share it with more teachers to help them in their writing instruction, just as hopefully I've been helping you. Thank you so much.